pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 164. Today I'm going to chat with Elvis Ray from FK Burno, discuss the latest in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, highlight advanced target systems from TAT3D, and talk about a joy ride that an 11-year-old took on a school bus. I'm your host, Ava Flannell, and Elvis, how are you doing today? Hello, how are you doing? Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Of course. Before we get into it, let's talk about Manicorums real quick. So if you have an itch to build an AK that a lot of us do lately, I know a lot of us have decided guns are getting expensive, let's just build our own. You need to go check out Manicor Arms for their AK parts. Their triangle stock and their Chinese stock are both in stock right now. They're great options to add to your build. Each is made rock solid with 6061 aluminum and designed to work with the Stormworks stock adapter. If you're looking at the Chinese version, you can also choose between Bakelite Orange, Russian Plum, or Black Side panels. And if you're going down that route, don't forget the Renegade 4-end, which you can get in the same colors as well as FDE. They're all in stock right now. Now's the perfect time to start on that AK build. And don't forget the code GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off. And that is at manorcorearms.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Okay, Elvis, before we start talking about FK Burno, I want to know a little bit about yourself. Well, I had an extensive military career. I was fortunate enough to be in the Air Force, Security Forces, not SF. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, so basically, the uh, base police. I did that for about four years. My primary duty was going with the stealth fighter and deploying with it wherever it went. And then uh, I had a great career with that. And then I switched over, got out of the Air Force, and transitioned into the Coast Guard. And while I was in the Coast Guard, I was allowed to be on the uh, law enforcement detachment team, which pretty much does a lot of having to do with counter narcotics and anti terrorism. Did that for another extent for four years. Had a great career in that. 9-11 happened. So what they ended up doing, a lot of people don't really know this, but uh, our unit was one of the deployable units that actually went overseas and uh, went to Iraq and actually assisted uh, the Navy in anti-terrorism and in vessel board search and seizure, which was uh, what our primary duty was while I was in the military. Uh, after that, I got out and uh, became an instructor because of uh, all the knowledge that I got during my military career. Mm-hmm. And I started contracting and uh, I started teaching uh, CQB and force protection for the military. I, I, I actually still do that to this day, but I've been doing that for about now 12 years. And while I was doing that, I uh, got to obviously save a lot of money and uh, an opportunity of a lifetime came up and I was able to become a partner of one of the leading industries companies, which was called Joint Force Enterprises. And they really were at the beginning of the whole uh, water transfer printing when everybody was trying to get that done to their firearms or, or their accessories or anything along the lines of seracoding. So we did that. We had a lot of major contracts with BCM and Aero Precision, and we did a lot of their runs of their rifles for them. And 
it came time to where at one point we were probably three out of, or probably three to four of us in the United States that were just doing the water transfer printing. But as time progressed, people got to know it and got to uh, actually start start learning how to do it and form their own companies. So now you can look it up and it's Cerakoting and water transfer printing is a dime a dozen mm-hmm. everywhere you go. Yeah. So it came to a point where we had to either uh, expand, which means whenever you have to do that, you've got to put in a little bit more money or put the business up for sale. So we were working with uh, another company doing Cerakoting for their firearms and uh, they actually brought us an offer and uh, me and my partners discussed it and uh, they had other ventures and other businesses and with me uh, they gave me an opportunity to join them so i started working for talent holdings which is an umbrella company that also owned you may have heard of it it is uh, the tracking point precision guided firearm system they own that and then they also own tat 3d advanced target systems which is a polyurethane self-healing 3d target system so now I was managing my old company, Joint Force Enterprises, and then uh, I was helping out with uh, Tracking Point and also TAT3D. Wow, that's a lot to manage. Yeah. And then with that, they had a partnership going on with FK Bernot, and um, FK Bernot was needing somebody, a director of operations, to manage their company here in the United States because they were expanding over here. So once that happened, they kind of segued me into working with them over here. And uh, I still work with all the other companies. Uh, we do joint efforts in different projects. But my main thing that I do now is work as the director of operations for FK Bernal. Wow, that's so cool. It's so funny because every time I see FK and then B-R-N-O, I'm like, who is Bruno? Who did you guys piss off? And I've been referring to it as the FK Bruno instead of the burnout. And now I'm going to have to work on. It's definitely something that everybody has to get used to because so FK is the initials of the uh, owner and creator of the Mm -hmm. firearm. And Berno is actually the uh, city where they're produced out of in the Czech Republic. So that makes things a little bit easier. And I hope that clarifies things for everybody because it is kind of a challenging word. The name came up, especially since it's a European name. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, you got it right. Well, I'm sure SEO on the website is pretty easy to manage now with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's easy for us to pop up. Yeah. How did FK Burno get started as a company? So the 7.5 development was started initially to meet the requirement by private security providers and contractors that were operating in the Middle East. They were running into problems when it came to gunfights, and uh, they were noticing that while they were in convoys or while, while these convoys were being ambushed or in close quarters, everything was taking place between 50 to 150 meters. And a lot of those times they were in vehicles or in uh, small urban tight areas. So it was real difficult for these guys to maneuver in the vehicles with their primary platforms, which mm-hmm. is in most cases was the M4. So having the need to transition into their secondary What they were finding is that in most cases, their secondary firearm would be anything from your 9mm to a 45 ACP, which in no way is uh, compatible with the 5.56 M4 rifle. That's their primary. So part of the development was the fact that they actually, uh, what they wanted to do was they they found out that the soldiers and, you know, IE contractors 
they needed a second weapon, not a secondary weapon, mm-hmm. to maintain the same kind of firepower that their rifle consisted of. With that being said, that's when they uh, started developing the 7.5 round. Wow. And this round is pretty incredible. I've done some research on it. It goes, what is it, 2,000 feet per second? So, yes, it goes about 2,000 feet per second, and it's got the muzzle energy effect of about 850 pounds every time. So, yes, it's definitely uh, it's a 95-grain uh, bullet, a uh, projectile, I should say. And it's definitely a game changer when it comes into the industry. Yeah. So what I've read is it can hit a four inch target at 100 yards. It can also take down something that is living that is 330 pounds at, again, 100 yards. And that's pretty crazy. And so I had the opportunity to shoot it the other day at the range. And what I really like about this gun is it's so innovative and I got to laugh because so many people are like, oh, you know, the gun industry, there's no innovation going on, nothing new. It's all the same. And then you guys come out with this pistol. And then some people are like, that's awesome. I have to have it. Other people are like, oh, no, that's ugly. And it just kind of annoys me when people already bash it when they haven't even shot it because they're the same people that are complaining that there's no innovation going on in the industry. What's cool about this gun is it shoots three different calibers. Well, it has the potential to shoot four. So There's 10 millimeter, 40 Smith & Wesson, and then the 7.5 FK. And then if you change out the barrel in the magazine, you can shoot a 9 millimeter as well, which is pretty freaking awesome. Especially in today's times. I mean, this firearm couldn't come out at a better time because of the fact that with the ammo shortage that we're experiencing right now, People are starting to wake up and realize the value and even necessity of this firearm because within one firearm, you have the capability to shoot four different platforms of ammunition. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it has the 7.5, it has a 10 millimeter, it has the 40 caliber, and then with the quick barrel change, it'll also shoot the 9 millimeter. Did you have a hard time designing a magazine that would fit those three calibers and work reliably? So FK Bruno Engineering, as it's called over there in Europe, basically, uh, they have probably the best platform to work off of. Uh, their facility is state-of-the-art. You can go online and you can actually see it, uh, Recoil Magazine, back during the field pistol days, which I'm pretty sure we'll get to uh, eventually. They did a great tour of it, which showed the machining equipment that we had and everything that was actually put into the design of just that one pistol. So now we've used all that ingenuity and been able to use the best engineers and pretty much come up with this caliber and also this pistol without any flaws. And that's pretty much impressed everybody in the market, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Yeah. And even the design. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hudson H9. Obviously, they're no longer in business, but it kind of looks like if Hudson and CZ got together and made a baby, this is what it would look like. Uh, That's been compared. Yeah, it's kind of before. Yeah, it's it's kind of large in the front. It definitely looks different than majority of the guns out there. I also read that when you guys were designing this, that it couldn't have more recoil than a hot 45 ACP which when I shot it, it's so weird. And I was trying to think about this this morning and how I would describe this on air. And it's almost like you have to shoot the gun because when I'm shooting, it looks like there's a lot of recoil, but there wasn't. It has some muzzle flip, but then oddly enough has this way of getting back on target really quickly. 
Well, that would be due to the counterweight. So there's the counterweight that's up in front of it, which the best way to describe it, when you strip the gun down, it's going to be more or less an exaggerated bushing that's on the end of the firearm. And when you place the guide rod and spring through it, it definitely works itself into a recoil mitigation system. Mm -hmm. And because of that counterweight, it balances it out to where the way they designed the the grip on it and the way they designed the uh, front of it, it really it limitates the amount of recoil that you actually have to shoot when you're shooting a round almost the size of a AK. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And you said it yourself best is that you just have to shoot it to actually experience it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I shot the first shot, I'm just like, oh, man, is this going to be it was almost kind of scary because you look at this cartridge and it looks pretty freaking intimidating. It's a fairly large round and you read how fast it can go and what it's capable of doing. I got to say the first shot, I was a little scared to pull the trigger and I'm just like, man, I already know this is going to have a ton of recoil. And then I shot it and I shot it some more and. I even have a video of my first couple shots and I'm just like, wow, this is actually really enjoyable to shoot. And then we just went around and I was just shooting all kinds of things. And I kind of wanted to just see how far I could take it and what it could penetrate through. And then I went to the range a few days later with a few friends, brought the gun out. Everyone was really impressed with it. So it was just one of those things where I can sit here and describe it all day long and say it was a pretty impressive gun, but you really have to shoot it in order to get what I'm talking about because there's no other gun that I could really compare it to with how it feels when shooting it. And unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to shoot 40 or 10 millimeter out of it just because I don't really own. I think actually I have maybe one gun of each caliber and I don't really shoot them that much. So I don't have any ammo for it. And with everything going on with ammo shortages. Right. Everybody's having that problem. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that shoots and if it's going to be less recoil. And then the nine, I actually just realized this morning when I was looking at the website that it's capable of shooting nine millimeter if you switch out the barrel and the magazine. And I have tons and tons of nine millimeter, but you guys did a really good job designing this gun. And let's go back to you mentioned the field pistol because that was the first design. And then after that, you guys came out with a PSD. Yes, this is the FK PSD multi-caliber pistol, correct? Okay. This gun, though, they started engineering in 2012, and then they released that gun. And then when was the PSD released? So we just released it within the past, I would say, year, but it hasn't been available to the public until recently. And when I say recently, we just went live on a website, probably not even eight weeks ago. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the field pistol. So what are the differences between the field pistol and the PSD? So the field pistol is obviously the white unicorn that everybody wanted, but uh, it was unfortunately at the price that it was set at $7,500. Yeah. uh, It was unattainable for pretty much everybody. Mm -hmm. And the whole reasoning behind that was remember that these pistols were created around the ammo around the 7.5 millimeter round. So there was no cost or we pretty much had a blank check when we wanted to create the perfect firearm that was capable of maintaining what this round was capable of. So with that being said, there was only a thousand made and it basically was more of a collector's edition, let's say, or or our flagship gun. 
Now, mind you, uh, there were a lot of uh, different uh, security forces from overseas and in Europe that were using them in uh, other countries, but uh, it never really caught on over here in the United States, except for collectors. And once that happened, what we really started seeing is that it opened the doors to actually get everything in motion to actually create the PSD. And that's what we have now, which is very affordable. At 1650, it's complemented with uh, an extra barrel to where you can have your choice either between nine millimeter or 10 millimeter. And it comes with two magazines and you can't beat that price. Mm -mm. No, it's basically as if you were to buy three guns that were subpar. I would rather buy this about the same. Yeah, exactly. And and this is this is just not a subpar gun. This no. is this is superior to pretty much the flagship gun. It's designed right off of it, except to save on that, we designed it with a polymer f- frame instead of the the whole uh, billeted gun that was created off of literally one block of metal, which was the field pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely going to be my go-to gun when the zombie apocalypse happens or a coronavirus apocalypse. You know, whatever comes first. At this point, either one wouldn't phase me, but this it's is 2020. Yeah, you never know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for what? The aliens next? Who's next yeah. on the rest? I know. Whatever. If anything comes, which we already know at this point, we're not even going to be surprised if it does. This is the gun that I'm going to pick because even just the ballistics alone, you have a huge advantage. And like you said, it's basically like shooting a rifle, but you have it in this little tiny package as opposed to having to carry and maneuver around with such a large object. I'm going to take a quick break real quick, talk about SB Tactical. With everything going on regarding braces and Q's Honey Badger, what little braces were in stock are rapidly disappearing. I just want you guys to know no rule changes have been proposed on any braces, and based on the statements regarding the Honey Badger, It would not be on the brace itself, but when used on a specific gun. But with that said, go ahead and purchase away, purchase all of the braces. I would highly recommend the SBA3. That's one of my favorites, but there's plenty of braces out there. Make sure you check it out at sb-tactical.com. Don't forget to use that code GUNFUNNY15. That gets you 15% off. When I first got the gun, I posted a picture of the 7.5K round, and one of the first comments they basically confused it for a 5-7 round. That uh, happens a lot, yep. And they're like, oh, that round's been around forever. And I had to correct them. Like, no, it's not 5-7, it's 7-5. How does it drastically differ from that caliber to the 7-5? That's actually a good question because that does come up a lot, especially like in social media and forums and stuff like that. And realistically, they're almost non-comparable because the 5.7 is a 40-grain Ground that actually travels at about the average is about 1,660 feet per second, whereas the 7.5 is a let's just take for instance our F5 round is a 95 grain that easily travels to 2,000 feet per second with the muzzle energy at about 850 pounds. So, to me, there's really no comparison because you've got not only a faster bullet, but you also got a bullet that's traveling that fast, that's twice the size of the 5.7. Mm-hmm. And so the takedown power that the 7.5 FK Burnout round has is just way far superior 
over the uh, 5.7, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, what it's most commonly compared to is something as if like a, a 44 Magnum, which is a 240 grain bullet, which is a lot larger, but it's only traveling at about the average speed is about 1,380 feet per second. But because of how large it is, uh, they pretty much have the same muzzle energy effect within that, that correspond with each other. So if you want to compare apples to apples, I would more compare the 7.5 with the 44 Magnum. Okay. And the 7.5 has been known to penetrate soft armor, even at a pretty far distance. Does this round use some sort of special powder? How do you guys reach that kind of energy? in order for it to perform like that? Well, so I can't really mention much about the powder. I mean, there's nothing special about it. Because of NDAs that I've had to sign and everything like that, Mm -hmm. all I can pretty much say is that if you are an experience with ballistics or anything like that, it's pretty common knowledge what kind of powder is used for it. I mean, it's nothing out of the ordinary or anything like that. But at the same time, I'm not going to just put it out there for everybody to figure out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Let's talk about the recoil system. This gun has a unique recoil system. It's actually built within the large portion of the frame under the barrel. How did you guys develop this so that it would accommodate the different energy levels of the different calibers? Or was it more specific to recoil mitigation of the 7.5 round? So the way we managed it was, uh, even though this is a question more for my engineering department, what I can say is that the primary reason for the recoil system was to manage that 7.5 round. Mm-hmm. And once we were able to mitigate that, then uh, it was pretty much easily determined to where every round that was shot under the 7.5 or less than the 7.5, which would be the 10 millimeter and 40 and nine, there was nothing really much that we had to change until it got to the nine millimeter. Once we got to the nine millimeter, then obviously we had to go ahead and change the spring out. So pretty much when you are firing anything from the 7.5, 10 millimeter or 40 cal, you can maintain the same spring and then If you have the nine millimeter kit, then all you have to do is obviously change out the barrel and change out the spring. So basically, there's just two things that you have to worry about. With the 7.5, it has its own proprietary barrel. Then you move down to the 10 millimeter and the 40 cal, you change out that barrel and you keep the same spring. Once you move down to the nine millimeter barrel, then all you would do is change out the barrel and the spring, which is very easy. It's if you know how to break down a Glock, you're ahead mm-hmm. of the game when it comes down to breaking down the PSD. I don't know if you had a chance to break yours down, but uh, if you did, I'm pretty sure you could attest that it's yeah, very, very it simple. Mm-hmm. And so the spring, if I wanted to get the barrel for the nine millimeter, would I have to change out the spring since my gun is dedicated to the 10 millimeter? That's correct. You'll, okay. you'll have to, but, but it'll come with the kit. So we are selling these guns as fast as we can make them. So originally what we were going to do is we were going to sell, you could either have your choice of if you want the 10 millimeter kit or the nine millimeter kit. And then eventually down the line, you'd be able to purchase the other barrel. Well, 
we're selling them so fast that we really, every barrel that we're making is being actually put into a firearm. So hopefully we'll slow down. We'll have in production more barrels for the nine and more barrels for the 10. So we'll be an additional accessory that you can put. And with the nine millimeter, it will come with the spring and the two max. Okay. Really cool. And then I also noticed that you guys make a folding stabilizing brace for the PSD. This yes, is, we do. And this is something that comes automatically with the gun in Europe? Uh, yes. Yeah. So in Europe, uh, you can actually, because of there's no limitations um, and they don't have to deal with the ATF, they pretty much can purchase uh, it as an accessory or they can purchase it with the gun itself. Unfortunately, with everything that's going on with uh, the ATF, and uh, you brought it up in some of your past episodes, and I'm pretty sure everybody's talking about it, with the brace that we have right now, we are working with the ATF to make it to where it is not an NFA item. So we're modifying the brace so that it is going to be compliant with the ATF. But everything's on hold right now because of what I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think it would actually be really cool with the brace. And then uh, you. No, absolutely. Yeah. And not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but when it comes to the brace, the brace will still be available no matter if it is an NFA item. Mm -hmm. Just it's going to be a special order only. Okay. And then I also read somewhere where there is an integral mounting platform for a red dot, which I guess I didn't so, notice on mine. Well, that's for the field pistol. Um, oh, okay. with the P Yeah, with the PSD, it's optic ready. So. Everything is included with the kit that you purchase and any pretty much 90% of the uh, red dots that are out there, it will fit it. So we got uh, all the locking pins come with it. So if you want your, well, your RMR, your Trigicon, your doctors, whatever it is that you want, mm -hmm. uh, it definitely will accommodate for that. Okay, nice. And then also I was reading about your guys' warranty, which is pretty good. It's the frame in the slide that has unlimited warranty and then internals is a two-year warranty? That is correct. Yes. And usually what we're going to do is if you have any problem with your firearm, we're just going to ask that you just send it to us and we'll go through our gunsmithing and we'll make sure our engineers check it. And once they do that, then uh, we'll see what the problem is and we will definitely guarantee your warranty. Okay. And then one last question before we wrap up. You mentioned that you've been traveling a lot. Are you traveling around letting people shoot this gun? And that's kind of what it sounds like. Or are you just kind of making your way to different ranges and stuff? So basically what I'm doing right now is I am doing a lot of demos. And the next thing I've got coming up is the Epic Shoot with Big Daddy Unlimited. They're, oh. they're, uh, we're working with them right now. And hopefully there's going to be some, some fireworks between both of us. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to, I'm going to plant that seed right there and leave it at that. But yeah, we're excited to go to the uh, Epic Shoot coming up next month. Are you going to be there? I am. Yeah. All right. Actually, one of the guys from the organization that's putting on just messaged me, not to invite me, but I just wanted to make sure that I, I had so many days at the hotel. <laughs> Right. That I wasn't getting right. no, kicked yeah. out after one night. <laughs> That's actually going to be the, the first time it's going to actually be at an event like that, especially with, you know, what's going on with if shots going to happen or not happen yeah. or whatever. So, but this is going to be in the good old state of Georgia. So nothing's going to get by us. So we're going to go ahead and push on and get there. I know. I already booked all my travel and all I kept thinking was, well, if it gets canceled, it get canceled. But it's four weeks away so far. It hasn't gotten canceled. So... 
I'm pretty sure it's a go, which is cool because I definitely miss seeing all of my industry friends. Right. Yeah. So we're going to have quite a bit of display out there. So uh, come check us out for sure. Yeah, I definitely will. All right. And then last question, do you have any future plans that you can share with listeners? Yes, I do actually. So as mentioned before, the main question that we're getting is that, can you buy the firearm as a whole kit with all three barrels included? And unfortunately, we're not selling it like that. But within the next couple of months, we will be releasing the additional barrels. So if you get the 10 millimeter, you'll be able to purchase the nine millimeter. If you got the nine millimeter conversion kit, then you can get the 10. Perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. Yeah. As soon as it comes in stock, let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And then one last thing. I know I said that was my last question. Where can people find you guys on the internet? Yeah. So our site is live and you can purchase your firearms today. So if you'd like, you can visit us at www.fkbrnous.com. Make sure you put US in there because if you just put FK Bruno, you're going to end up going into the European website. Okay. Good to and know. And obviously then, all social media outlets. And it's just FKBRNO? Uh, FKBRNOUS. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Moving forward. IWI. If you haven't checked it out yet, look at the Masada pistol. I actually just shot mine yesterday when I was at the range. Every time I shoot it, it honestly amazes me how accurate and comfortable the gun is. It's 100% ambidextrous, has large enough controls so that if you want to shoot it with gloves, it comes with three different wraparound back straps. So if your hands don't fit the standard size, you can switch those out. The gun is optic ready right out of the box and includes the four most popular mounting plates, such as the Trigicon RMR. Bluepole Delta Point, Sig Romeo 1, and Vortex Viper. And magazines are pretty affordable. You can order these 17-round mags directly from IWI's web store for $29.99. But remember, you're not going to pay full price because you're going to use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off all accessories, and that is at IWI.us. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's Kyle Rittenhouse will not face gun charges in Illinois. So I'm sure by now you guys have all seen the videos and analysis of Kyle Rittenhouse defending himself from protesters during riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin a few weeks ago. There's been a ton of talk about that. It's kind of actually dying down now. So that's why I wanted to bring it up because I still want people to go out, support him and support the cause because we tend to, the minute something else comes up, like the guy getting sprayed in the face with mace, and then he shoots the other guy, that's what we're concentrating on now. Get active and make sure you know what's going on. There's a ton of good analysis of the video. They're showing exactly why each shooting is a clear-cut case of self-defense. The fact that he's even being charged at all is purely political and cannot hold up to the mountain of evidence in court. After a police investigation was concluded on Tuesday, prosecutors announced that Kyle will not face any gun charges in his home state of Illinois. The investigation showed the gun he used in Kenosha was purchased, stored, and used purely in Wisconsin. No evidence was found that the gun was ever possessed by 17-year-old Rittenhouse in Illinois. Rittenhouse remains in a juvenile detention center in Lake County, 
Illinois without bond due to the pending criminal charges in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He's due back in court on October 30th for an extradition hearing. His arrest has become a rally cry for many, showing how unjust the system has become, refusing to prosecute violent rioters while looking up someone who legally defends himself when attacked. The other side, however, is calling him a domestic terrorist whose presence with a rifle incited the protesters in spite of clear video defense that he was attacked in each instance and only used force when facing imminent threat. The case is far from over, but at least he won't be facing charges for the weapon that he had in his home state. So uh, a little bit of positive news, but like I said, there's still a long battle ahead of him. And hopefully people continue to fight in his defense and he doesn't get charged. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to that, Elvis? Well, it's just an unfortunate incident for everybody because I think as two-way supporters, we have to be involved in this. And whether it's any kind of support outlets that he has for him or any kind of just contacting your congressman and making sure that The gun community, we're attacked almost every day, especially now in social media Mm -hmm. and just everybody having access to being able to film everything to police. And it's just, it's unfortunate that it's come to this, but that means that we have to all step it up and we have to become involved in every area, even whether you agree or disagree what he did and whether it was right, whether it was wrong, whether it had been avoided or anything like that. At the end of the day, somebody's going to make a decision and drop that hammer on the bench. And Mm -hmm. it's basically going to be for gun control or for the 2A community. Mm -hmm. And so uh, our involvement is, uh, especially with everything that's been happening this year, if you are a 2A advocate, then you need to be involved. And that's all I'd like to say about that. Yeah, I completely agree. And you said it really well, whether you agree or disagree, in my opinion, The whole thing could have been avoided if you just stayed at home. And in my classes, I always teach avoidance is key. If you don't have to go out there and risk whatever, then stay home. But he did find himself in this situation. I do think he was justified in protecting himself. But yeah, guys, stay active, stay on top of the case, and definitely lend your support. Absolutely. Moving forward, Smith & Wesson. my opinion, I think Smith & Wesson makes the best revolvers. To start, I toured their factory and you'll see they really haven't changed things up much in the way that they've been producing their revolvers for the past over 100 years. They still forge steel frames. You ever hear people say that revolvers have less malfunctions than semi-autos? But I got to say that I've seen a number of other brands of revolvers fail. I specifically use this Charter Arms revolver in my class just to show the difference between single action and double action. And when I was operating it, the entire hammer just came out, which I didn't even realize that was possible. So there is definitely a lot of crappy revolvers out there. I've yet to see Smith & Wesson, any of their revolvers fail. They just make really good quality guns. In fact, right now I have my eye on the Performance Center Model 19 Carry. It has tritium front night sight, vented barrel, and the Performance Center tune action for a smooth double and single action trigger pull. Check them out and a ton of other great gear at smith-wesson.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. 
Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question is, other than her enemies, what is Tickle's favorite food? Elvis, if you don't know by now, Tickles is my dog. Tack Tickles on Instagram. That's right. She's she's probably the most badass dog that you'll ever see on Instagram, if we're being honest. Four pounds, but don't let her size fool you. Yeah, aside from her enemies, what does she like to eat? Actually, I don't have any kids, but I'd imagine that if I did have kids, I'd probably be one of those strict moms that wouldn't let my kid drink soda or eat a bunch of junk food. And I only know this because with my experience with Tickles, Tickles thinks that carrots, little baby carrots, are actually treats. And she gets super excited about them and she loves them. And so I would say that's probably her favorite snack. I don't know. Elvis, do you have a dog? I do. Well, my wife has a dog. And uh, his name's Bullet, and he's a German huh. Shepherd. <laughs> nice. And uh, so he's awesome. He's just turned one year old. And I got to say, I guess his favorite cheats are anything and everything that you leave on the counter. Sure. Uh, right. <laughs> well, at least it's not on the floor. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He, my wife wouldn't let him do that. No yeah. <laughs> at least it's not like shoes or it could always be He wasn't worse. a chewer. Yeah. He wasn't a chewer. Nothing. Uh, knock on wood. He's only yeah. a year old. So yeah. no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Tickles wasn't either. Thankfully. I've also tried to give her other things that were healthy treats that I looked up. Apparently dogs really like blueberries and a friend of mine, she freezes blueberries and gives them to her dog. So I was like, oh, That's okay. Especially in the summer, if she's outside yeah. you know, and she comes inside. Yeah. <laughs> That was a mistake because I have white carpet and Tickles Ooh. decided that she wants to play with her blueberry. And yeah, next thing I know, there's blueberry juice all over the white carpet. So we're just going to stick to carrots. Yeah. We have to try that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you should try giving your dog carrots because they're healthy. I think maybe they clean their teeth a little bit. And dogs, for whatever reason, most of them seem to love them. Okay, Sharps Bros. <laughs> It's October, which means everyone is about Halloween right now. Sharps Bros has some really cool school shirts on their website for sale. My favorites are the Hellbreaker and the Man Comes Around shirts. Both are under $20. Check it out at sharpsbros.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Elvis, you wanted to talk about the TAT 3D advanced target systems. And when I saw that you wrote this in the notes, I researched it and I've never seen these things before. They look freaking awesome. Obviously, I'm familiar with rubber dummies, which, meh, I don't really spray one way or another with those. But these things are just really cool. They look like actual people. They're completely realistic. And from what I gathered, just reading real quick before the show started, so they're self-healing foam. And I think that this is a great training aid, especially to build up that mindset that there might be a time where you have to pull your trigger and there's a person in front of that barrel and most people are typically going to freeze. Most people aren't going to be able to pull that trigger. So I think that this is a great way to train for that. But can you tell me a little bit more about these targets? Yeah, so... The reason why I brought that up is because I saw that you were an instructor also, and I do a lot of basic pistol courses and self-defense courses with a pistol and pistol one courses. And 
this has been such a valuable item that I've had and that I use for my students because it gives them that whole perception on if you do have to engage in a target, because let's be honest, if you're carrying a gun on you, it's because you're going to be in some kind of altercation. Well, altercations aren't going to happen except from 10 yards in. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, when you have these, you're able to not only shoot them up close, but you're actually able to feel the shock wave of the round actually going off because it bounces off of the target and then comes back at you. Now, as I mentioned before, these are self-healing targets. So the projectile goes right through them. So you, obviously you have to have a berm or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is the fact that they're a humanoid target and they can be manipulated, they're modular. So they could withstand about 20,000 rounds before you have to replace any part of them. Wow. So mind you, if you're going to do target practice, you're going to obviously take chest shots and head shots. Well, once you develop that wear from all the rounds going through it, you can actually just, instead of replacing the whole target, you just have to replace that one modular part, which is the head or the, or, or the chest. Nice. So they're so great for people that have classes and everything like that. They work well. A lot of SWAT use them for kill houses because you can put them in different positions. You can do a hostage situation. And there's just so many things that you can do with these targets. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you gave me the opportunity to bring that up because they're very resourceful for NRA instructors or anybody that's out there looking for something different and actually to have that 3D image of a real person. And that'll last. Yeah. That's weatherproof, you know? Yeah, so. definitely. And then there's some options that come with steel, correct? That's correct. Yes. So obviously... For long range distance, obviously you want that audible from when you, mm -hmm. when you actually hit the target and you'll be able to actually hear when you engage it. So they comes with a metal plate for the head and a metal plate for the chest also. Wow. And coming out soon, I believe they're actually working on a motorized version. Oh, wow. So yeah, so they'll be able to be able to control with GPS and you'll be able to actually run drills with them. Hmm. Very cool. There's the Maria, the Mario, the Jackie. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, these are really cool. I really like these. How long has this company been around? Uh, they've been around for about, uh, they started up in Europe too, in Italy, and they kind of migrated down here to the United States. And the, my former employer, actually, who I work with a lot still, he's now running the branch down here in the United States. So how long has it been available in the United States? Probably within the past two to three years. Okay. Yeah, really yeah. cool. And if you guys want to check that out, the website is, what is it? TAT3DATS.com. That's correct. Yes. So TAT3DATS.com. Otherwise, you can click on the show notes and the URL is right there as well. Polymer 80. If you don't want to complete a Palmer 80, I know some people get freaked out. They're afraid that they're going to mess it up, which honestly, if I can put it together, you can put it together, especially because I'm not very good with using tools. I can shoot a gun really well, but tools, eh, let's just say I probably should have gotten married. But check out the PFC9 pistol with threaded barrel and night sights. For $15 more, you can get this pistol with the upgrades, such as the threaded barrel and the night sights. 
why wouldn't you pay the additional $15? You can find this gun at participating retailers. I know Brownells, Rainier Arms sells them. Otherwise, if you find something on their website that you want to buy, don't forget to use that code GUNFUNNY. That gets you 15% off, and that is at Polymer80.com. Stupid. Funny. Cool. Interesting. Awesome. As f- Never mind. AF. 11-year-old Louisiana boy steals school bus and goes on a joy ride. An 11-year-old boy was arrested in Baton Rouge last Sunday after he stole a school bus and took officers on a 13-mile chase. Police started pursuing the stolen school bus before 11 a.m. on Sunday. According to police, the bus belonged to a private owner who subcontracted the vehicle with Progress Head Start. Police said the bus had no keys in it but had a push-to-start ignition, which allowed the boy to easily take the bus. The boy wasn't tall enough, so he had to stand in order to reach the gas pedal. He tried to crash into other vehicles during this chase, and he was also seen flipping his middle finger to officers as he drove past them. The chase ended by 11.30 a.m. when the boy crashed the bus into a tree and gas line. The crash did not appear to have caused any major damages or injuries other than the gas line, which had to be repaired before the bus could be towed. The boy was arrested and booked into juvenile detention on multiple charges, including theft of a motor vehicle and aggravated assault. Aggravated assault because he was trying to strike another vehicle while he was driving. People might think, man, these kids need to get back to school. They're obviously getting a little stir crazy. Personally, I think 11 years old, the kids should know right or wrong. I don't even think that COVID or them getting back into school has anything to do with it. I just think that, I don't know, it sounds like a bad well, kid in my didn't opinion. It happen, didn't it happen on a Sunday? Like, wasn't it at Sunday school or something <laughs> like that? Probably. Yeah, I think I saw it and I'm just like, there's reports of the kid just laughing the whole way, having all these police officers. <laughs> the video's hilarious. I think the kid's kind of, uh, he definitely has reached legend status amongst this community. That's for right. sure. So <laughs> hopefully he does learn from the lesson and hopefully, I mean, he's very lucky and very fortunate and nobody got injured. Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, that is crazy. That is I'm trying to remember the most trouble I ever got in when I was 11 years old was I missed curfew or something like that. I mean, I can't compete with that. <laughs> That's crazy. What was your curfew when you were 11? When the light came on. I mean, when the light post came on in the street. Huh. That was dinner time. That's how everybody knew. So That's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know. I was pretty good at 11. At 12, that's when I changed schools and I started hanging out with my best friend at the time. She had older siblings, so she was a little bit more, I don't know, she kind of got me in a lot of trouble. Like my mom didn't want me hanging out with her. Yeah. But before that, in 11, I was totally, I was actually like a pretty good kid. (laughs) 12, on the other hand, all right, that's when things started going downhill. But by the time I turned 17, (laughs) then, you know, things started picking up and started applying myself and figuring, okay, well, what am I doing with my life? I need to get into a good college. But yeah, I'd say from 12 to 17, eh, you know, it's iffy. In fact, in the other podcast that I do, the Basic American Podcast, we were talking about, actually, as of this week when the show came out and we were talking about when our first driving experience was. And my first driving experience, my mom's like, all right, fine, you want to drive? Because I had my permit. She had me drive into kind of like this little area, which was probably about nine miles. It was a little intimidating because nine miles is kind of long. And there was this little 
I don't know, ground squirrel or something. I don't know what they're called, but it ran in the middle of the road and I slammed on the brakes. And then my mom's like, you never stop. (laughs) There could have been somebody behind you. They could have rear-ended you. As much as you don't want to hit an animal, you can't stop. So that was my first lesson. And then the second time I was with my friend and we actually stole her mom's car and we were driving it around and she called the cops on us. So yeah, I guess actually here I'm thinking, man, that 11-year-old boy, what a little brat. But looking back, well, maybe I was a little brat too. <laughs> That's pretty brave though, if you ask me at 11 years old. I mean, but they say it kids is. nowadays are a lot more mature than we were, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, I, mean, I hate to say it, but kids nowadays, they are pretty bad. I don't know if you have that neighborhood app on your phone, but I have it in my area and anything that comes up or anything that typically shows up in local news, it's always by teenagers. Juveniles, yeah, yeah, right. It's crazy. I don't remember juveniles acting out this much. And I don't know if it's just something that I'm just now realizing now that I'm older or if in fact they really are just worse than they were even 10 years ago. Yeah, so it just goes to show. I can't wait to see what the future holds for some of these juveniles. (laughs) There you go, yep. Triarch systems. Weapon lights from Surefire and Streamlights are in stock right now. Compact light and laser combos like the Streamlight TLR-6 or slightly bigger with more lumens and a green laser with the TLR-8G or the big 1000 lumen X300 from Surefire. Those are all available on their website. Definitely check them out. Don't forget, you can use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and you can get 5% off, and that is at trirexsystems.com. Now it's time for iTunes reviews. So guys, if you haven't left a review, please do so. I'd love to hear from you and see how you guys are enjoying the show. Today's review, first one is Durf the Tactical A-Hole. Okay, that's great. Love your show. <laughs> Love your show. Listen after work every Monday afternoon, five stars. Nice show, great interview, and I would love to sponsor a cop team for the three-gun in Texas. Second is D-L-A-O-V-V-I-E-D. You are awesome. Five stars. Love the show. Started listening after I heard you on Colian Noir, then had to listen to you from the beginning, and finally caught up, and yes, I follow Tacticals. Oh, yeah. All right, so out of those two, pick a winner to win a prize pack. So the first or the second review. Wow. So one guy compliments the dog. So, you know, he's trying to pull on the tugs of your heart. Yeah, exactly. But then the other guy, the other guy says that he's trying to support a good cause and the three gun match and everything like that. So And and his username is pretty cool. uh, Well, I was going to say, but he sounds like an a-ho. So let's go with him. Let's go with him. (laughs) All right. Number one, contact me and send me your mailing address and I'll have that shipped out to you guys. All right, now it's time to wrap up. So guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to everything. Follow social media. I have two Instagram accounts, Ava Flanell and Gunfunny Podcast. I'm also on Facebook, YouTube. I actually posted a pretty funny video, well, I guess last week when this comes out. And did you see the guy skateboarding, drinking ocean spray, the cran raspberry? 
Yeah, I think everybody saw what you did too. And yeah, well, mine. I have to say, <laughs> all of us, everybody's like, oh, she got to it before anybody else. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was great. That's great. You jumped on that opportunity. Good job on that. Yeah. Well, that was, at first, that was I didn't, classic. I know. And it's funny because anytime I think about it, then somebody already does it. But I want to say that I'm just like the first person to do this. So I'm just You're shooting, you know, shooting into, and okay, so I'm saying, you guys will watch my video. I'm drinking ocean spray, shooting an AR with one hand. I wouldn't recommend trying this at home. I did have, I just want to explain, I did have three instructors nearby. Obviously, I was safe about it. I didn't have music playing. So if at any point I was shooting in the wrong direction or something, somebody could stop me. But in my opinion, I thought it was a pretty funny video. And I think in two days, it already got 35,000 views or something. For the most part, most of the comments are pretty positive. Somebody said Ava for president. And I was like, you know, if Trump can do it and Biden, I might have a chance. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, am I right? I, you know, I might be able to actually do an okay job. So yeah, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Anyways, guys, if you like the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. So you get all kinds of benefits. You get also a chance to win a $300 gift certificate from Blown Deadline, who does amazing Cerakote jobs in the industry. Also want to thank the $25 patrons, and that is Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Star Wars 77, and Ralph Anthony. King of the Patreon, still Jon Snow. He wants me to say, instead of coffee, Operator Tickles drinks a mug of nitroglycerin in the morning for that extra kick. That'll definitely give your dog a kick. (laughs) (laughs) Elvis, I just wanted to thank you once again for joining me today and talking about this awesome gun. And I'm really excited to see it take off. I know that there's already a lot of interest and Nothing for nothing. Hats off to you guys for designing something that was definitely innovative and different. And I definitely think this gun's going to be a huge success. And for me, when I shoot it, it's definitely a pleasure. And you guys should stay tuned for the review that I have coming out, hopefully by next week. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can find you online? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be www.fkbrnous.com. And obviously, you can find us on Facebook at FK Bruno US and on Instagram at the same thing. Okay, awesome. Well, on that note, we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>